This is the Nomad Futurist Podcast, a podcast about the evolution of technology, society, and transformation. Connect with us, share your thoughts with us at nomadfuturist.com. Let's get this started. Here are Phil and Nabil. Hello, hello, hello. This is Nabil Mamu, your co-host at Nomad Futurist. Live from Data Center World, Orlando, Florida. This is Philip Koblis, your co-host, also live from Data Center World in Orlando, Florida. And this is Mike Butigen from HydroMX. And Jim Lebrat from HydroMX, who is not a co-host, but still live from Orlando, Florida. It's a, it's a, it's a great title. It's, it's oversold though, but it's not that. Co-host? Co-host. So non-co-host? Non-co-host, actually, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's better. Anyway, full disclosure here, I have known Mike since I was, gosh, in diaper. 20! It's been a long time. I have lost all my hair in that process. Mike has maintained every one of his hairs. So if you want to know who has got the upside in this relationship, it is clearly not me. Thank you guys for joining us. Let's start with, this is a, this is a, an odd one for us live because we have two. So let's start with your background. Mike, tell us who you are, what you do and why you're here. Well, I am a mechanical contractor in uh, the tri-state area up in New York, Connecticut, Jersey. Uh, a little bit of Philadelphia also. And I've been in the telecommunications data center world for uh, probably most of my career and a lot of challenges in supporting data centers and telecommunications. I'm one of your challenges? Well, you are one of my <laughs> big challenges. That is for sure. But we, this is what we do in New York. I've been involved with HydroMX now for a little over six years. And it's been a very exciting Mike, how'd you get in the data center business? Data center. Well, when I first became a technician, the company that I worked for did some data centers way back in the, in the early eighties, worked with one of the first Liebert units that was in the tri-state area, a company called Chemical Bank back then. And I fell in love with these types of units. Very challenging, just fell in love with it. And I've continued with Liebert, which is now post Vertiv. And it's been a, it's been a very good, very good career for us. Wonderful. Jim, tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you do? Sure. Fantastic. So I'm, I'm here representing Hydromix. I'm one of the major investors, major from a dollar side, minor from a participation side. Hydromix certainly being a nano fluid that we put into heat transfer fluid to reject heat, saves energy, reduces carbon footprint, et cetera, et cetera. A lot of science behind it. But my background, I've worked for the company that I'm now partner in for 30 plus years. We have sold commercial heating and air conditioning equipment. We do a lot of energy upgrade retrofits. And when I first was exposed to Hydromix, I instantly fell in love with it because it's a way to save energy with the least intrusive transfer or mess up to a building. You're not having a ladder going around the building, changing LED lights, but I'm a mechanical engineer by education and been in commercial HVAC for 30 plus years. And how'd you get involved in data center business? In the data center? Well, primarily there's, there's a technical piece out there that got me into the business called nepotism. And I'm a big fan of nepotism because I'm second generation. The only reason I ever got hired is because my dad worked for the company that I thank went to you, work Mr. with. Thank you, Mr. Lebrat. Exactly. Thank you, Paul Lebrat, my, my wonderful father. Love him to death. Um, anyway, so, so through just being in commercial HVAC space, data centers, data centers need cooling year round. And that's a, that's a big challenge. It's a heavy load. There's a high density of heat given off in a small amount of space. And you got to cool, if it's 110 degrees outside, you still need to cool that data center. If it's minus 30 outside, 
and it has to stay uptime is, is the biggest goal. And usually it's not how much does your equipment cost? It's it had better not ever fail. So those we've learned how to meet those needs. So given the, the uh, given the, the the nepotistic element of of yes, which I'm a traitor, right? Yes. I'm I'm sure of it. My 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 son is not going to be so lucky. Unfortunately, I'm a nobody. But maybe he'll be a co-host one day. Um, is it, did you want to do that when you were growing up? Is it like you saw your dad doing this thing and you wanted to follow in his footsteps from a very early age, or I, did you want to be like a professional archery player? You know, hockey didn't play out for me very well. I didn't figure I wasn't going to make it to college, thus not going to make it to the pro. So then what else do you do? You do what your dad did and had a great relationship with my dad growing up. And I'll tell you what, going to work for my father, that's when I really got to know him. So he passed away of cancer 10 years ago, unfortunately, but those 15 years that I worked with him or so, it was very special time. I got to know my dad during that well, time. Clearly carrying on the legacy very well. He'd be very proud of you. Thank Mike, you, Bill. Did you grow up wanting to be a mechanical engineer? Well, I mean, you look like a basketball player to me. It's funny, Jim, Jim just talked about hockey. I I can talk about basketball. Uh, I did play. For those of us that can't see us, because this is an audio podcast, Mike is somewhere around like eight foot 10 uh, by my count. (laughs) I, uh, I did play one year of uh, college basketball, division three. I knew I was not going to become a professional basketball player. Uh, And after my first year of, of college, I took a summer job uh, in a HVAC company and fell in love with it. They, well, right. You fell in love with well, fell in love with HVAC. Well, I, I, I fell in love The reason why I fell in love with it is because I did love playing basketball. I, I was pretty, I was pretty good. I mean, you're like two inches from the, from. My problem was that I wasn't a great student and when transferring from one year of real hard college, going into a summer program that just intrigued me. I said, it's time to hang up the basketball sneakers and, uh, you know, become, you know, become some soon of a real man. So I think it, the, uh, one of the things we're trying to do is demystify like the data center industry. And I think that from the outside, to the extent that people know we exist. I think when they think of the internet and data centers, they think of little, well, it's they're the active programming it in the cloud. And it's not for me because I'm Mr. Cool in, uh, in high school and I'm not going to cavort with, with, those, with those geeks. How has your experience, obviously you didn't grow up thinking you were going to work in, in, in the data center field. So talk to the, the young Mike Budigen up there that is trying to make his way as a, as, as a jock and doesn't think that this is an industry that, that would work out for them. Well, what I can say is looking at the younger generation now, I, I truly believe that too many younger um, kids are going into college for the college experience and coming out of college with basically no, no skills. Trades, trades are really hurting, especially the HVA industry, HVAC industry and also the electrical and any, any trade. So I really would encourage young people that really are not going to become lawyers and doctors and, you know, accountants and really think about trades because trades are always going to be needed no matter what. Even as the world goes into robotics and, and technology, I really do feel that trades are going to be here for the next 50 years. 
Well, you make a great point. We've talked about it several times in the podcast before that the educational system has not been changed since the second industrial revolution. So there's a massive change that's needed. And we've talked about trade schools. In previous podcasts about the pandemic experience that I've had and seeing my kids doing the remote, remote school. And uh, of course, it's important for them to be in school. Certainly my kids are young, eight and four years old. But what I have found unbelievably fascinating is you know, how quickly they picked up practical knowledge, like using Zoom or Teams or, or Google uh, Classroom or any of those things. And that is the first time that I actually saw them like gaining practical knowledge where my eight-year-old can now go into kind of a corporate environment and figure out how to join a meeting because he's got all those practical skills <laughs> in a way that, yes, it's important for them to learn two plus two is four and how to read and all those things. Is it four? I think, I, I mean, I will have to fact check uh, that. We're, we're talking to finance guy. Uh, so, and, <laughs> <laughs> so just two is whatever you needed to be to get a deal. Exactly. Yes. Right. So, yeah, and if I may real yeah, quickly, that, that question about the younger generation and what, yeah. what trade do you want to go into? Do you want to go into the data center world? Do you want to go into IT? Do you want to go into this emerging technology, which just keeps emerging. And I think what they should do is if you're in high school or college or you're trying to figure out what you want to do, look around. And as you look around, everybody your same age, they're glued to their device, absolutely glued to their device. And oftentimes they're running into a signpost, hurting themselves. So you go to where the needs are and the needs are either you should be an EMT or work as a doctor to help those people that just hit that signpost, walking into it, watching their phones or figure out what's on the other end of the phone. And where's that incoming and coming from? I never thought about that. That's why well, my cost is all be on trades. <laughs> That's back to trades. Yeah, exactly. Right. And, and we've all seen them leaning on shovels. So maybe that is the better job. Signpost or fairman. But I think you make a great point. I mean, I think that's one of the things that, that, that level of curiosity and understanding not just how the device works, but why the device works. I mention it all the time. Correct. Is, 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 is incredibly important. And so maybe that's it right there. Just start asking questions. Yeah. No. Yeah, where does this come from that ends up on my device? Curiosity killed the cat, but it's been great for humankind. There's plenty of cats out there, so are we missing one? <laughs> okay. I've lived two lives. You've lived three. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us tell us a little bit about yourself. So, Nabil, I am, uh, let's see, I'm 52 years young. That's the way I'd love to, to say it. Married, three kids. I just became an empty nester and just became a homeowner here in Florida, and I absolutely love it. So certainly from being from Minneapolis... There's about five days that you love being in Minneapolis. Beyond that, there are about 300 and several others that you don't want to be there. So to be able to come down here to Florida every now and then. Any hate mail from our Minneapolis audience, please send it directly to Jim. All right, I'll change that number to six. There's six <laughs> days in Minneapolis that are beautiful. Other than that, let's come to Florida. So anyway, just loving life, loving where things are at. I got one kid married. And if you ever want to realize what Empty Nest is like, get one of them married. That's great. It's launched. So, but, and, and love my job. Spent a lot of time working. That's kind of my hobby. And I love pushing the bounds of energy efficiency. Our industry is trying to get to net zero. That's a challenge. And you think about, hey, 20 something year old or, or teenagers, what do you want to do when you grow up? We got a challenge in, in our, on our globe to reduce carbon emission. And it's not easy. People think we'll just throw up a few solar panels or a couple windmills. It goes beyond that. We consume a lot of power. We need a lot of brain power fixed on how can we reduce carbon? And that's one of the reasons why we hopped on the bandwagon here with this nano heat transfer fluid, because like that, it will save energy, it will reduce power consumption. Now, it's not gonna get you 100% of the way to net zero, 
it's going to help. It's a big step forward. Yeah. Every fraction helps. Exactly. Every, every steps helps you get to your journey. And it's a, that's, that's a good beginning. Now, you know, where, where we're at today, the knowledge and the skill set that you've developed, what would you do differently based on where you're at today in your professional career? Oh, wow. That's a tough question. I, I would think, okay, so really quick, I, I don't think you can ever do too much of this. It's meet people, get to know people. This is a people industry. It's a people business, whether it's on Zoom or face-to-face like we're doing here today. Meet people, get to know them, figure out what makes them tick, what do they want, what drives them. And as soon as you figure out people's needs and people's likes and wants, now you can figure out how to integrate that into business and how can you help them. And I, I think the other key piece is if you care about people, what you do as a profession is very easy because you think about every single job on planet earth is taking care of other human beings. That's what it is. And as soon as you figure out that, that our, our job is to take care of others, things become very easy. And all of a sudden how much you make or what your benefits are become much less important. It's how can I help others? And certainly back to the whole net zero challenge. We got to help this planet. We got to help this globe that we live on. We got to help other human beings to achieve it. So it's going to take a lot of smart people to get it done. Because like you said, Nabil, just a couple seconds ago, it, it's a fraction. Every step is a fraction. We got a whole lot of fractions to get us to 100%, get to net zero, but we're we're on our way. Let's keep heading in the right direction. So the same question, Mike, you, you've had a long and storied career. You've earned every one of those gray hairs on top of your fully haired head. I sure have. And, and I, I, I know a lot about your kind of mechanical maintenance career, but what would you, if anything, have done differently? What would you tell your younger self? That, that you'd like to share? Well, what, I, what I've always wanted to become is a, a mechanical engineer. Uh, unfortunately, well, no, I'm not a mechanical engineer. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a guy that has uh, a lot of common sense and very good with my hands and loved the technical aspect of HVAC. Um, I always wanted to really have that mechanical engineering background, but unfortunately some people excel in school and some people don't. And I was one of the guys that really didn't excel. Michael Fugin has graduated summa cum laude from the school of hard knocks. Pretty much so. Pretty much so. <laughs> That's why between basketball and- Would you tell your younger self not even to, 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 to go to school? Is that, do you, do you consider that like having been- No, you? no, no. What I would have, what I really would have uh, liked to done was because after my first year of, of school, I went to four years of night school to learn HVAC. I should have continued as, as a young guy who was at that point, not even married to take it to the next level. That's what, that's what I really should have done. So continue in the training, become an expert on those. Yeah. Do I regret it? No, I don't regret it due to the fact that I've had a great life and HVAC, as far as a trade is concerned, is very rewarding, but I'm always looking for something else. And that's one of the reasons why I got into HydroMX because I seen the potential and I was intrigued with it. Everybody kind of believes that, uh, you know, water is the, uh, the best heat transfer fluid. Well, it's not HydroMX. <laughs> so going to what you said earlier, I, I don't think I really caught it. 
Are you saying that you wish that you actually had a college degree or are you say Yes, I wish I did because I would have been a much well-rounded, not technician, but a, an, an HVAC expert. Jim is a mechanical engineer. Jim knows things that I don't know. When a mechanical but you know things that he doesn't know. I absolutely. Absolutely. And that's why I wanted to get the whole package, right? When, when a mechanical engineer puts a, a, uh, a plan together on paper, right? That mechanical engineer does not know what is in the field. Mm -hmm. We come in and we take a look at what his plan is doing. And what we do is we basically re revalue engineer those drawings. So when a end user wants to put the right job together, we work together very nicely, the, the, the contractor and the engineer, to give the end user exactly what he's looking for. Right? There's many, many times when we get drawings to put a, a, a job together and we'll go to the mechanical engineer and say, well, this is not going to work for A, B, C, and D. Mm -hmm. But if I had his... And then you would have like, no. Yeah, sounds like you're trying to put Jim out of a job. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, the brat. Well, maybe not a, maybe not a, maybe not at a job, but I'd be a competitor. Of his, you know? <laughs> <And> <laughs> probably, probably a step above him because oh he wouldn't have my, he wouldn't have my experience. Hmm? And, and if I may refine my uh, what advice to the younger crowd out there listening right now. Uh, so both Mike and I grew up in the school of hard knocks. We both run our own businesses today, and our own businesses plus running Hydromex. Here's my advice. When you're taking an accounting class, pay attention. That's the one thing I really wish I would have done is paid more attention in accounting. Then if you're just new to the working industry, find that accountant in your company and become their best friend. Take them to lunch, learn what they do. To me, accounting is that whole ninth element that just cannot be explained. And you got to know the people who understand it. And the more you can understand it yourself, the better you're going to be to help run your business that's needed to move things forward that we have to move forward. So both of you actually had successful careers. Correct. Barely. Well, you made it. I mean, you moved to move block. Florida. I'm here in Orlando. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm talking to you. <laughs> I've, you've got, I have made it now. Made there it. you go. There this you go. This is All right. the, the pinnacle of your career. Thank you. Well, being at the pinnacle of your career, starting up a new venture, what led you guys to that and why? Wow. What a question. Well, okay. So first of all, the nano, very new science out there. And maybe I should turn the question around. Do you guys know what a nano is? Mm -hmm. Very good. Okay. Very small. Yeah, exactly. We're all doing little, our fingers are pinched together, which I can't see on the podcast, but a billionth of a meter. So take, take a billion nanoparticles, put them together. It's a meter. It's three feet long. Basically it's, it's unbelievably small. We have a machine that makes nanoparticles. That's 28 feet tall. I've never figured that one out. Why do you need such a big machine to make something very small? So why are we doing a startup? Number one, nanotechnology is an emerging science. Okay. Very difficult to explain, difficult to wrap your head around. You need people that understand physics. You need people that understand engineering. You need people that understand mechanics like Mike here and, and how buildings function and how you pull it together. And why are we doing the startup? Because there isn't anything like this on the market yet. 
we've seen competitors come and go. They've tried, they've failed. Um, and we're pushing through. And unfortunately, unfortunately, the, the status quo, the mechanism that's out there that unfortunately consumes more energy is trying to squish you every step you get, you take. So we need that support. We need that support of others. We need help to try and launch this thing. So it's been, it's been quite a uh, uh, learning experience for me, stepping in nepotism, second generation to a company that was already launched, was already moving, already had momentum. Is it a scary endeavor? Like at this age, you guys are both, I mean, you both look younger than me, but uh, you both have more miles on. I've uh, lost a sleep. I've lost right. sleep. You bet. Both Mike and I have a lot of money into this, a lot of time, a reputation which I think is more valuable than the other two, but we're starting, starting to turn the tide. We're starting to get a lot of recognition out there, but it, what was the turning point? I mean, it, it, it's great. We are all innovative. We want to contribute. Yes. We want to be a change agents. We want to do, we want to disrupt, we want to disrupt, right. but having successful careers and we're kind of like at the end of the line. I mean, not to put it that way, but we are, we're, yeah, you got like yeah. a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, I keep, I keep, you keep, trying it, you keep, to back. You keep, I keep back. bouncing back. Uh, but just, just out of curiosity, you, you've done that, you've been there, you've made it, you've been successful. At this point in time, why did you guys decide to start up a company? For me, it's to make a difference. Yeah, it, 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 you get to a point, it's not really about the money. Okay, it's about making a difference, doing something for the better and taking on a challenge. I think when you're a competitive individual and, and what's right, you just put your head down and you focus on it and keep moving forward because I know this is right. I know this is something that our industry needs. And even all the barriers that get thrown up, the hurdles that get thrown up by, and I'll just call it the status quo. I'm not going to name any, any one competitor out there, but it's, it's different and it's different to the whole industry. And people are used to doing, waking up and putting their pants on the same way every day, left leg first, right leg second. And my goodness, tomorrow I got to put on my right leg, put my pants on right leg first, left leg second. I can't handle it. This is different. I can't. Okay, but it's going to save you 20 to 35% energy. Nope, I'm not putting that right leg in first. I always do the left. We're looking so at you, water. All right. Whoever waters, but waters the competitor. There you go. Right. Thank you very much. There's a couple others with a few brand names that we won't go to, Phil. But anyway, but it, it's, it's the whole changing of human behavior, changing of human, your habits. What do you do every day? How did I build that last building? Well, I'm going to build it the same next time. Okay, well, you're going to consume just as much energy as last time. Do you want to push the bounds? Do you want to move things forward? And so it's changing that momentum. That's really hard for a startup. Was that a, uh, was it a difficult uh, decision? Like if you, if do you have to ask your, talk to your family about it, your wife, I'm going to start the startup. It's going to take up a lot of my time. Is that uh, a difficult thing when you get comfortable in a certain element? You're not empty nesting yet. You still, you still well, come on, house. Yeah, no, no, I don't have any in the house because now they're in Texas. But Jim kind of hit the nail on the head, but for me, it was, I was intrigued. My wife has been with me for 38 years and she, she knows me, but Jim hit the nail on the head with, it's not about, it's not about financial, what it is, it's about helping both Jim and I, we have adopted children and we've, we've, we're very much alike. We want to help not, not just one person we've adopted, but we, we want to help whatever we can. And I, when I was first introduced to this product, I was totally intrigued and being in the data center uh, world, you guys consume a tremendous amount of power. Hmm? And 
carbon f- footprint. And what, what I seen was what this fluid can really help the world. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what really intrigued me. I really wanted to get more deeply involved in this particular fluid to help, to help the environment, to help the world. And I, and I, I, I truly believe this, this really can really change what the, the world is doing as far as pollution is concerned. Absolutely. We certainly appreciate you guys. We are the youngest yet the oldest industry. Or the other way around. It's uh, the biggest, the biggest, <laughs> biggest smallest industry. <laughs> and we, we need change agents like you guys in this way to question the conventional thinking and the designs and the concepts that have been floating around since keep, the 70s and keep, 80s. Keep, keep following good work. Keep, keep following your passion and uh, you don't need that engineer interview. It's fine. Yeah. Well, good, 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 good. my good. Well, I'll tell you this, you've got a degree in common sense, which a lot of us don't. Right. So great. Well, there you go. Well, and on my desk, one leg's a little bit short. So I've got my degree under it to kind of level it's, it's, the depth. So it has come in handy it is, it is once. True. So you guys out there with, with your degrees, there's all sorts of uses for it that you haven't come up with. It. <laughs> all right. Thank you guys. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. you. Good meal. Thank you. This has been great. Nothing lasts forever. Markets will come back, currencies will rebound, businesses will go on, and we'll all move on. That could happen next week, next month, or next year. I'm confident that those who prepare rather than panic will come out of this stronger. Thank you for joining us. This has been brought to you by Nomad Futurist. Check us online at nomadfuturist.com.